right, Millery Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We're with you until one. Another keyword coming up in about 20 minutes. Be listening for that. An opportunity to win $1,000. Murph and Andy have a couple of opportunities. Likewise, the drive with Heather and Sean, they have three as this uh, promotion is in its uh, final week. We will do that. And then uh, Tony Hager's going to join us. Well, join Trent, talk a little state wrestling. You too. No, I'm going to listen. I'm going to do a lot of listening uh, in that and then rejoin at the bottom of the hour when we'll head to Cincinnati and catch up with the voice of the clones, John Walters. Yeah, going to talk to Tony a little bit about some of the storylines, obviously, with state wrestling, but also want to get his perspective on Iowa wrestling, the Hawkeyes. Yeah. That. I heard. The domination on Friday night by Penn State. Uh The gap that continues to be growing, Mm -hmm. and yes, Iowa didn't have a full lineup because of the gambling investigation, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have mattered. They still would have got beaten, beat soundly by Penn State. What Penn State is doing and what they've continued to do, I, what can Iowa do? You know, what can Iowa State do? They have won a national championship since the 1980s. You know, what, mm-hmm. what Cale Sanderson has done is completely separated some things. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. So, so um, help me out with this. Um, is, are they Georgia? Are they Alabama? No, there's... there's, They're another level. There's there's, no... There's nothing. If they're Georgia, there is no Alabama or there is no Ohio State. You get my point? It's Georgia playing the Sun Belt. Jesus. Yeah. That's where we are. Huh. The gap between them and everybody else is so significant and only seems to be growing. I mean, they have, Mm -hmm. what, five number one ranked guys right now? So is it NIL? Well, in the past, when Kale was building that, that was a lot of the talk, is Uh they were able to... He kind of flipped recruiting. Because he was getting a bunch of the top-level guys. And it was something where... Not a big name, but Brands has a big name. Right. You wanted to have a well-rounded lineup. You wanted mm-hmm. to have 10 weights where you're really good. And he said, no, we're going to go get three stars. And then it became four stars. And that's five stars. <laughs> and it, it built upon stars, itself. Yeah. And the way they, they were able to do it. But NIL, that's a component. Uh-huh. There's no doubt about it. We'll see. Iowa's got their new building that's attached to Carver that should be ready here. I think by the summer, that thing's going to be ready. Is that enough to close the gap, though? Mm. It doesn't feel like it. Certainly didn't seem like it on no. Friday. I mean, Trent, I was getting texts from uh, friends of mine mm-hmm. about about the embarrassment. That's what the word they used, too, embarrassed. Right. It was. I didn't even know they followed wrestling. <laughs> I'm not even sure they do. but Getting pummeled, getting, yes. beat, getting beat by the old Iowa style. Uh-huh. Is it assistant coaches? Mm. You look at a couple of the assistants, they exactly didn't play the most entertaining style wrestling when they were wrestlers on the mat with Iowa, with Telford, and with Morningstar. Is that a reason behind it? You can at least do that, but overall, Penn State, they're going to be good. Scoring record might go down. It's stood since 1986. All right, Tony Hager coming up here momentarily. We'll uh, Trent will uh, and Tony will preview the state tournament, which begins tomorrow. Trent's got a whole bunch of coverage if you're uh, into it. 96.9 The Bull is where you'll be able to follow along with that one uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, you leave me in the middle of the show tomorrow, correct? The yeah. 12.30, I think you're, you're ducking out? Yeah, start at 1.30 is when coverage will begin down the hall, so uh, yeah. get an opportunity to get down there, get set up and away we go eight mats it is oh, you love that <laughs> i'm a traffic cop right it is not true play by play no but it's fun though it's it different is. right it, it's something completely mm-hmm. different you're trying try not to miss anybody locally which is difficult sure we have a lot of schools here yep. We have a lot of wrestlers that are going to be there but at least get a score you know bouncing around get a little play by play back to a score get an update oh this one just went final those kind of things so it's action-packed and at the end of the week after saturday night 
I am absolutely spent. Yeah, I bet you are. Are there is, um, and I think I know the answer, unfortunately, uh, the number of um, small town radio stations mm-hmm. that make their way. I mean, there's still some, right. but nowhere near what there once was, or are they coming back? Well, I just uh, I got the map earlier this morning that we all sit up in the press box, and everybody gets their own area, and the seating chart is completely full this year, which hasn't really? been the case in the past. Yeah, every single with radio, spot. yeah, with radio stations. So that's great. Yeah, when we see a four, five, six, uh, there's got to be thirty-five, probably radio stations all told. Way more than I thought, yeah, Trent, across the state. So really good to see that. Too. It is. It's absolutely. important. It, there's no question. I remember as a youngster sitting by my radio, Did listening. You? Oh yeah, to yeah. all the coverage and. My uh, neighbors that were my babysitters as they were out there on the mat at State Wrestling and listened to see how they were doing and those kind of things. So it's a really big community aspect. And something where I grew up in Osage, it was hugely important. Mm -hmm. It's still important to this day. So it's good to see that that is, though we don't get the banners like we did at the vet, which was so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Having the banners just scattered. The radio banners you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a cool moment. Still, uh, a lot of radio stations making their way, which is there great. will. There'll be a lot of uh, uh, license plates with uh, other than Polk County. Yes. They'll be in the left lane. Don't go to the mall <laughs> unless you absolutely have to. Right. And if you think your commute's going to go smooth, you're right. Uh, the left lane, they don't get it. Uh-uh. <laughs> don't, no. Oh, there's nobody in here. I'll stay right uh, here. Big city driving, fifty-five miles an hour. Talk to two p- hands on the wheel, ten and two. I don't know how you do it in this big city. <laughs> I hear plenty of that. What are all these people driving by and looking at us? Mm-hmm. I wonder what they're thinking. What's that finger say? <laughs> Number one, indeed. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, all right. We'll get Tony Hager in here. We will uh, talk. So we'll uh, talk some state wrestling coming up. For those of you who are into that, look, it moves the needle here. I get it. I just um, I'm unqualified to talk about. It. I'm not even going to try and fool you uh, to thinking that uh, otherwise. Uh, John Walters coming up at uh, twelve thirty. Look forward to talking to John. I just have a bad feeling about. Look, it's not a it's not an Iowa State thing. They're a really good team. There's. There's two teams in the Big 12 that have separated themselves. One of them is Iowa State. The other one is Houston. Um, but this Cincinnati team, Houston was there, ironically, uh, on Saturday, and Cincinnati gave them a real tussle. So we'll see this one tonight. It's a 6 o'clock tip-off. Uh, 100.3, the bus has this one. Let's get Tony Hager in here, uh, talk a little state wrestling. Uh, Tony, thanks for coming on. I want to make sure I get all of uh, the places you can be found. Um Iowa wrestle, I guess, being the big one, right, Tony? That's that that's your baby, is it not? Yeah, IA wrestle on all social media channels. We're uh got a ton of free content stuff behind our premium paywall, but uh we got about ten media members coming to town, so we are locked and loaded and ready for the state championships. So this is kind of like uh, what uh, the Super Bowl was to CBS. This is what uh, the state wrestling is to IA wrestle, fair? A hundred percent. They don't have the night, you know, they don't roll out the red carpet. <laughs> okay. Media, like yep. the whole week, like, you know, I don't get free pop or, you know, donuts or anything cool like that. But uh, it's a big deal. They they do treat us right. It's just not, it's not as big as Super Bowl, but we, we treat it like it is, right? Uh, no doubt about it. Well, Tony, uh, let's get into a few of the storylines here coming up this weekend. Here on the local level, uh, when you're talking about the big school class, it's obviously Southeast Polk. What we've seen, them in Waverly Shell Rock tussling throughout the years. You know, we've seen years where Fort Dodge has made a run. Waukee Northwest seems to be a program that continues to ascend. And some other good stories. But is it Southeast Polk and everybody else this year in 3A? Holy cow. Southeast Polk is, they've got only two wrestlers that aren't ranked 
and one really probably should be he came in from Winterset late. Uh, if we're running the numbers here, Trent, just strictly off speed, we've got this predicted out to Southeast Polk to have 177 points, Bettendorf 122, Fort Dodge 110. So, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be some bonus points in there, and we are, we are, we're looking at, you know, one of the probably the best Southeast Polk teams, one of the best teams uh, in Class 3A history, really. The scoring record is 225 set by Waverly Shellrock back in 2008, and the Rams are going to be knocking on that door this year, I think. All right, so Southeast Polk and everybody else is the gap there. How about on the local front here, try to get one of those trophies, finish in the top three. I think that's maybe a more realistic scenario here in Class 3A. Ankeny Centennial, Indianola, they got a ton of kids making their way to state. Waukee, Northwest, Johnston, even Bondurant Farrar, who wrestles in Class 3A. Of those teams, who do you think has the best chance of at least getting in the top three and getting one of those trophies? Yeah, I mean, Ankeny Centennial is pretty sneaky. They got some really good seeds, uh, Waukee Northwest. They've got, you know, two guys that should be state champions. So how they bonus their way through the tournament, uh, you know, well, they definitely could be knocking on the door. Um, Indianola, they've, they've got, they got 14 state qualifiers. So, you know, they got the most out of all classes. And uh, they, depending on, you know, how they show up, you know, they, they definitely can uh, make a run at this, too, you know, and get a trophy. So those three teams, I, I think Indianola has the, the horses to do it. It just depends on kind of how and who goes to the backside and, you know, what kind of points they can get on that backside. They don't have a ton of guys that are going to be wrestling on Saturday night, but they got a ton that could be on the horse stand. Great names, always a part of state wrestling as well. We got Rowdy Neighbor back for another year That's, at Albernet. Love it, <laughs> just absolutely wonderful. If your name's Rowdy, you got to be right. right. Yeah, I mean, there, there's only a, a scrap or two in your life growing up. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he'd be a tennis player, right? <laughs> no, <not> Rowdy, yeah. <laughs> Rowdy Neighbor, the tennis player, <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem like that. Um, who are some of the other names, though? What some of the big names that we should be following here during the state tournament? Uh I mean, the big name here locally would be Carter Freeman. He's going for his fourth state title for Waukee Northwest. He did lose to Coy Davidson earlier in the year. He's been struggling with some injuries, you know, throughout uh, the last year, a couple years actually. But um, he was able to avenge that loss to Ed Winger and Urbandale. Um, he's, he's really your guy to watch, I think, as far as um, that fourth state title hunt, right? Um, he's, he's definitely one to watch. And... Uh, Southeast Polk again obviously has a has a ton of them, um, you know, and and we're sticking with three A. Max McGania has gone from one A to three A. He's another guy that's looking for his fourth. Uh, Popax Christian at Wonky Northwest, he's going for three, and um, uh, there's but really like what I think people need to look at are these freshmen in in all classes. They're there are 51 freshmen that qualify for the state tournament in Class 3A, wow. and we have 20, 22 of them are ranked, guys. And it's not easy to be ranked in Class 3A, honestly, as a freshman. So this is, um, as we continue to, the club scene continues to grow with some big-name clubs in, in the Des Moines area and around the, the state, we're just the, the quality of talent is just continuing to rise. Talking with Tony Hager, IARussell.com, as we take a look at the state wrestling tournament beginning tomorrow. Tony, uh, one more thing. You mentioned those freshmen, a name that obviously jumped off the page to me with my background being from Osage and a guy that I played high school sports with. Hayden Schwab, Doug Schwab's oldest son. He's wrestling for Don Bosco 
undefeated during his freshman campaign. How good is Hayden? He's got another brother uh, that's just a year behind him now in school as an eighth grader. But Hayden, he's the number one seed. He's undefeated. But are we talking about this is a guy that's going to be known on the national scene as a wrestler? Yeah, Hayden. Hayden's always just been on the on the smaller side of things. So, uh, you know, they always you always kind of tend to lean on the side of caution, just because you know you're looking at eighty pounders, ninety pounders. But now, you know, as a freshman at one hundred six, he is he is fun to watch. He is dynamic from his feet. If he gets on top, he can turn about anybody. Um, he he is one of probably my favorite ones to watch. Gavin Landers from Denver. At 113, he's the 11th seed in this, and maybe go might go unnoticed to people that are just looking at the top four seeds. But Gavin Landers is definitely the kid to beat at uh, in 1A at 113. Uh, Dawson Youngblood is another Don Bosco kid at 132. That pinned rowdy neighbor you mentioned mm. him earlier at our event night of conflict this past spring. And uh, Rowdy Neighbor was a runner-up last year. That's it. That's a big name uh, as far as freshman goes. Max Max DeBolt from Ankeny Centennial, freshman. Matt Cross in Indianola. Weston Porter out on the west side of uh, western side of the state. Everyone's probably heard of that name. Gable Porter, mm-hmm. uh, multi-state champ for Underwood. He is wrestling for Lewis Central. He is going to be a guy to watch. And then, um, you know, we've got Southeast Folk fans out there. Most of them are already known about this guy, Nico DeSalvo, um, a freshman for Southeast Polk. That's another guy to keep your eye on um, in, um, in that Class 3 I think. Seems like the pipeline's pretty good over there at Southeast Polk. Huh? They got things running. You told us, uh, at least numbers-wise, it looks like Southeast Polk, the runaway favorite in Class 3A. What about 1A and 2A? What of those shapes up to be the potential for the best team race in 1A and 2A? I, you know, it, after watching the state duels here a couple weeks ago, I was, we were thinking that maybe some of these teams could, can make a run at it, but when we start doing the numbers, the, the biggest thing is people get so mixed up in dual team individual tournament-wise, it, they're just they're completely two different, different separate things. And Osage just has a ton of guys that can be wrestling on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I don't see how they're get, they get beat. Mount Vernon, Union, uh, Union, LaPorte City, maybe, you know, some of these teams, Glenwood might be able to kind of knock on the do- door if Osage has some, you know, early round losses or they you know, lose on Thursday. I say Osage is going to be walking with this, yeah. but Don Bosco, and Al Burnett, Al Burnett has to have us a hell of a tournament in order for them to, to win this title. But I think Don Bosco Don walks away with this uh, state title in Class 1. All right. The favorites are the favorites for a reason, and we'll wrestle on the mat to figure it all out. All right, Tony, uh, one final thing as we let you go. Um, Iowa wrestling, the Hawkeyes. After last Friday night, the Friday before, they get pummeled by Michigan. No, this is not a full roster. I know the gambling investigation is a reason for some of the struggles, but even with the full roster, the way that Penn State has separated themselves and has continually done that for the better part of 15 years now, is why is it so difficult? Why has Penn State separated themselves, I guess, at the level that they have now in collegiate wrestling? This guy, I just think the coaching staff. The coaching staff is, is top level. Their regional training center is top level. They have the best regional training center in the country, maybe in probably the world. They just have it's, – it's hard not to go to Penn State. And 
most people, Iowa fans mainly, um, are you know looked at it as well. They just they're they're finding a way to do it illegally under the table or through camps or whatever it may be. But now we have NIL, right? So mm-hmm. the rich have gotten richer, and that's helped Iowa pick up some transfers. But they're not getting they're not getting those high level recruits that are going to be wrestling on Saturday night at NCAA finals. They're having to transfer them in. So the Hawkeyes have got to figure out how they can get guys that can score points and can can last a full season. Iowa has been riddled with with injuries and from knees to shoulders. Uh, so, you know, maybe look at our recovery system of how the Hawkeyes are – these guys are training – you know, year round, uh, the, maybe that Iowa model of rough and tough and brawling isn't something that we can do in 2024. Um, you know, 2024 class uh, for recruiting, we've got Miguel Estrada coming in from California. You got Kale Bonovich, um, Angelo Ferrari potentially. We don't know what's going on with that family. They've been in the news. Uh, Drew Ayala. And then uh, 2025, they did get Leah DeLuca, uh, number six, ranked out of Polar Academy. So they've got to figure it out very, very fast because Penn State, not only, I mean, they're three, four deep with blue chippers. Yeah. And Iowa is, we're struggling to get those, those blue chippers, just a couple of them. Uh, so it's concerning. Um, I'm surprised, you know, Maybe maybe the NIL route is going to have to be ramped up a little bit more. We have seen Iowa change, you know, as far as the football program goes, and you guys would know a hell of a lot more about that than me as far as what the initiative is of, of getting some of these guys in. But it's something that has to be looked at right away. Um, you know, we're not talking million-dollar numbers like we do in football and basketball probably, but, you know, some of these guys are, are, are looking for six figures to, to mm. wrestle out of university. Jesus. How That's things wild. have changed. Tony, thanks for coming on. And enjoy the, uh, what, next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Next four days. Yes. Uh, thank you, Tony. We appreciate you coming on. IA Wrestle. That's where you can find Tony at IA Wrestle. Thanks, Tony. Yep. Thanks, guys. Come have a beer at Single Speed. There you go. Absolutely. Is that a spot, Trent? Yes. After yeah. after each night? or Yeah, they uh, yeah they do a lot of where good things. Where is it? So it's Single Speed Brewing. That has the beer Gable, okay. named after Dan Gable. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. I mean, for him, yes, yeah, but yeah. not the beer. It's, I think you would like it, actually. In fact, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to bring you one. I think okay, like I'm it. in. I One of my buddies got me a – Dan Gable's doing a signing yeah. and actually signed the can. Nice. So, Wait, so got, where's it at? Like, I'd have to look. Singles. I yep. haven't heard of it. Yeah. There's so many of them. There are. My God. They're all over the place, What an explosion. Right? Um, anyways. Yeah. All right, 1225, you know what it's time for? Oh, I know. It's time for another $1,000 swoosh. Head to KXNO.com right now. Enter the nationwide keyword pay. Pay at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000 pay at KXNO.com. 303 Scott Avenue in Des Moines for the single speed tap room in Des Moines. All right. You'll be making your way over there over the Friday night, Saturday night after the events. Mm, sounds pretty good. Both of those to me. Why not? Yes. Uh, we will take a timeout. John Walters is standing by in Cincinnati to help us preview the Bearcats and the Cyclones tonight at 6. Uh, Cincy a slight favorite? 
One and a half. One last and a half. I saw, yeah. One and a half point favorite uh, for Cincinnati is so the clones an underdog. Miller and Condon back with John Walters. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to our buddy John Walters, the voice of Iowa State. He joins us as we get set for 6 o'clock tonight. John and Eric on the air. John, I want to say 5 o'clock on the bus. Is that when you and Eric take the airwaves for the pregame? That is correct, yep. Good stuff. Well, 5 o'clock, tip at 6. And John and Eric have the game, as always, on 100.3 The Bus. Well, I watched Cincinnati and Houston uh, tangle on uh, on Saturday. Um, It it looks, for where where Trent and I sit, that Iowa State and Houston have kind of separated themselves from the the rest of the Big 12. Obviously, that can change within a week. We know that, and that's what we love about sports. But this Cincinnati team, John, I, I came away relatively impressed and admittedly hadn't seen them a ton my takeaway is boy they're big they're they're long they are they got some they got some men on that team this can be a tough challenge tonight for the clones oh it definitely will and you think about you know the mindset of cincinnati coming into this game you know they had those two games at home houston and iowa state back to back they were really going to define their season in a lot of ways you know if they're right on the ncaa tournament bubble i think today they're one of joe lenardi's first four out um, but if they had beaten Houston at home, certainly that would have been a landmark win for them. And now they've got another chance at a top 10 team tonight. So, you know, they, they are desperate to protect their home floor and win this game. And you're right. They do have a lot of size. They've got some very skilled players. I think they're very well coached. I think Wes Miller's an excellent coach. So, um, I, I've been really impressed with them when I saw them too. And, and the game before that, when they went down and won in Lubbock, handing Texas Tech their only home loss the season was probably even more impressive. So, yeah, Iowa State's going to have a chance full tonight, but you know I think the Cyclones are up to it. They're playing some pretty good basketball right now too, having won five of their last six. Yeah, that's for sure. Just I me, mean, just after especially Texas Tech after what we saw last night, Kansas trying to go in there. That was a big win. I'm sorry, Trent. Yeah, road wins always difficult, yep. regardless of conference. And the Big Twelve goes to another level. Certainly, uh, the Cincinnati team, the physicality that they play with, the way they play defense too. I mean. In the past, there's been some of these matchups that aren't exactly good for the first couple of Otsis teams because of their struggles. This Iowa State team feels different, though. What they can do, yeah, they're going to guard you, but they got some scoring and they can do it in a myriad of different ways. What have you seen on the offensive end that makes this team just so much better than they've been the last couple of years? Well, I mean, obviously they have more offensive-minded players. When you bring in a guy like Milan Momchilovich and Mm -hmm. uh, Curtis Jones, you know, the progression of Taman Lipsy, Keyshawn Gilbert, a guy that can get to the paint and create for himself or his teammates. But I think the big thing, Trent, is, you know, Iowa State's formula for winning games, whether it be at home against Houston or on the road at TCU or at Texas, has been to jump on people early, you know. And and then you re- recognize the fact that there's a good coach sitting on that other bench and good players, and they're going to probably counterpunch. But can Iowa State then counterpunch? And, you know, I think the first two teams for TJ really had a hard time down the stretch in close games. If it wasn't Isaiah Brockington rising up and making a big shot, you know, they, they had certain guys that just had to be the guy in those moments. And I think this year they have several guys that in given games have become that guy. We've seen Trey King do it. We've seen Taman Lipsy do it. We've seen Curtis Jones do it. We've seen Keyshawn Gilbert do it. And Milan for sure. So, 
you know, there's a lot of different guys, and I, I think their ability to keep punching back when teams kind of hit them with those runs has been kind of the difference between this team and TJ's first two at Iowa State. But, you know, that's going to be challenged tonight. Cincinnati's an outstanding defensive team. They're going to be very aggressive in protecting their own floor. It's going to be an extremely physical game. The battle on the boards is going to be just as entertaining as any other part of the game to watch, <laughs> yeah. just to see who can come out winning that battle. So, I mean, this is going to be fun. I mean, this is what it's all about. And, um, yeah, it, it, can Iowa State, in the big moments, with the game on the line, two-point game, three minutes to go, we've seen them rise to that occasion on many uh, many different times this season. Can they do it again tonight? Because I'm expecting that they'll probably be in that same situation again tonight. Mm-hmm. John, when I'm learning about uh, TJ uh, TJ's rosters, when, when kids transfer in, uh, withhold judgment for the first couple of months of, of their of their Iowa State tenure. I mean, you mentioned Curtis Jones. He's an example. Uh, Kishon Gilbert, likewise. They didn't get out of the game. They had some moments, don't get me wrong, but they're having a whole bunch of moments now. It takes them a while, and I know one size doesn't fit all, but it seems like it's it takes some of these guys a while to understand what their coach really needs them to do for them to excel. And we're seeing that now with Jones and Gilbert. I'm going to withhold judgment uh, going forward uh, on some of these transfers into the program. I think that's, that's wise. And you look at, you know, Rob Jones, how, how would you have viewed Rob yeah. in his first Perfect. Year of the program yep. Com- yep. compared to right now? And, you know, even Trey King and his development since from, from the point he started to right now. And so I couldn't agree more. I, I think, what it is more than anything, and you'll hear TJ say it to the point where people probably get sick of hearing him say it, but he truly believes it. It's creating daily habits where you're, you know, you, you are, um, doing things the right way. And then over the course of time, you trust those habits to pay off with, with games on the line. And I think these guys have really bought into that. You know, they, they follow the same routine every day. They work really, really hard and it's paid off. And, you see these guys with their individual development. I think the assistant coaches don't get near enough credit either. The, the, the Cyclones have very good assistant coaches with Kyle Green, J.R. Blount, um, certainly uh, Eric Crawford, another guy, uh, Nate Schmidt. Uh, these guys are all, they all have their niche. They all play their role, but they're really good at player development. And I, I think that's where they probably get most of the credit for those guys coming along like that. Big picture stuff. Do you think that starts to seep in? We know TJ is not going to give anything to the media, that, but they're tied in the loss column right now for a regular season crown. Obviously, what could await NCAA tournament time with Omaha, potentially either Detroit or Dallas for a Sweet 16? We know he's not going to talk about it here, but is that talk ever a part of the locker room and talking about not just winning a game, but there's a lot of big things that we can accomplish here this season? You know, I'm not sure how much that seeped into the conversation. Um, I certainly don't hear it on the bus or at practice or, you know, it, it, all the focus is on the next game, and that's certainly the way it should be. But, yeah, I mean, you, you're you're human, so you probably have sure. one eye on the big prize. And, you know, these guys understand that they're, they're playing really good basketball right now. I'm not sure that there's a lot of teams in the country playing better than Iowa State's played since that game at BYU. I think the game at BYU was kind of a wake-up call for these guys that, this is what happens when we, we kind of let things fall apart and, you know, lost by 18, 19 points, whatever it was there. But since then, you know, won five or six, all against teams that you can make an argument could make the NCAA tournament and have been impressive in doing it. I mean, winning at Texas, winning at TCU. So I think they're starting to believe, you know, that there's something out there really good for this team if they keep working at it. But so much of the NCAA tournament, the Big 12 tournament is matchups and luck and kind of, 
you know, just where, where things fall. But, you know, uh, this is a team that has shown me, because I think if you can guard and if you have great guards, especially in March, and I'd put these Iowa State guards with, you know, Ken mentioned Keyshawn Gilbert, Taman Lipsy having a phenomenal year. I mean, right now, Fran Fraschilla says he belongs first team all Big 12. I believe that to be true. Uh, but you combine those two in their on-ball defense, and then what you're getting off the bench with Curtis Jones right now, and then Jackson Pavlovsky making a contribution mm-hmm. off the bench too. I think if you have great guard play, you have a really good chance to win in March, and I think Iowa State has really good guards. Yeah, and Trent loves to Marion Watson. I do. Right? You know, he doesn't always show up in the box score, <laughs> but he does so many other things. John, you mentioned the uh, uh, they jump on you right away. I don't know if I've seen an example more, more of an example of that than this past week against TCU. John, they were all over them defensively. They held the Horn Frogs to twenty. Was it twenty or twenty-two? Not very many points in the first half. Uh, they were all over them. They just would not l- let TCU get uh, get their sets going. Um, just completely took them out of their game. What a performance, at least the first half. Yeah, and, and you know what's amazing about it is when they won at TCU, they forced those 18 first-half turnovers. Wow. So TCU comes into Hilton Coliseum. They have a real emphasis on you know, not turning the ball over, taking better care of the basketball, and they did a much better job in that category. But Iowa State's ball pressure doesn't always create turnovers, but it almost always gets you out of your rhythm offensively. And I I think we saw that happen in that game where TCU probably had three or four either shot clock violations or having to chuck something up there at the end of the shot clock to avoid a shot clock violation. But that's how good Iowa State's defense was over that extended period of time. And so the ball pressure gets you late into your offense. It it gets you out of your rhythm uh, offensively. And I think that's every bit as big a deal as turning you over. But I think teams that haven't seen it before, it's tough. And, and I think that's where you look at the NCAA tournament and say, man, Iowa State mm-hmm. has a chance to really go jump on some people because you can try to mimic Iowa State's ball pressure in practice, but it's going to be pretty hard to do. Skyline Chili, you hit that thing up <laughs> since you've been in Cincinnati? Been there twice in three months. I have not hit up Skyline Chili this time. Uh, when we played Xavier a few years ago, I hit up Skyline Chili. And you but, are not making a return visit, it sounds like. <laughs> well, that's all right. I liked it's it. okay. I liked it. No, it was fine. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I just haven't had the occasion to, to dip in this time. I'm with you. I think the, the, the expectations are so high that you get there and it's like, it's okay. It's, I mean, well, it's I wouldn't just, go out of my way for it's this. It's chili, spaghetti noodles, and a little that's, cinnamon taste. Is that right? Kind of what it is, yeah. Kind of what it is. I mean, you're you're in the ballpark. I mean... Look, I, I'm not proud. I'll eat just about anything. <laughs> and, uh, if I'm hungry enough, that'll sound really, really good to me. So. DJ Tampa to the Combine, no surprise. Um, what, what do you expect that uh, scouts are going to see when they watch DJ Tampa in person in Indianapolis? Well, I'm really excited for him to get that opportunity. Uh, very deserving. And I think he'll test really well because he's a really good athlete. I mean, you know, Matt Campbell fell in love with T.J. Tampa when he watched him play basketball. Uh, you know, is that right? Everything. Yeah, he was dunking everything, and I mean, just so athletic that it just jumped off the page. And so, um, you know, I, I think T.J. is an exceptional athlete. I think that will really bode well for him at the combine. But I think he'll do well in the interviews and stuff too. He's a terrific kid. He's got a good good head on his shoulders. And so, man, I'm I'm really excited about his NFL future. I saw one. Pro Football Focus tweet or something that had him as, you know, if not the highest ranked uh, you know, statistical corner, then certainly right up there among the top. So I, I think he's got a great opportunity. And, you know, if he can get into that late first, or early second mm. round, you know, 
good for him, and I think he's going to have a long, long career in the NFL. Yeah, I'm with you. They love the size that he that he has. John Walters, voice of Iowa State on the air tonight, 100.3, and the rest of the Cyclone Radio Network. Five o'clock tip time tonight is at six. John, thanks for doing this as always. We appreciate. It. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, John Walters. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you, John Walters, the voice of the Cyclone Cincinnati. A slight. One and a half point favorite at last check uh, for the six o'clock tip tonight. Going to be tough, but um, Iowa State's a good basketball team. They are They're this a really is good team, a team that they can walk in and win. So yeah, one and a half everywhere across the board. Yeah, all mm-hmm. the way. So we got a consensus yet. Seventy-one percent of the money is on Iowa State. Hmm. Taking the dog. And it started one, some places, Iowa State favored by one. So we got a little reverse line movement here. Very That's interesting. That's normally not a good thing for Iowa State in this aspect. Not just see. Iowa State, any team that right, is right. playing in that fashion. Good night of hoops tonight, though. How was your night last night of hoops? One and two. Okay. Uh, McNeese was up like 40 at halftime. No. Yeah. They, that team they played was bad. I, I watched, I don't know, five minutes of it on ESPN+. Plus. It was Hideous. <laughs> uh, McNeese State, they could win a game in the dance. They're probably going to be a 13-14 seed. You're looking for a deep sleeper. I think a lot of people, because Will Wade, strong-ass yeah, offer. Yep, people yep, will, yep, yep. all right, well, at least I know the coach. Maybe I'll take a shot on them to pull an upset. They got some dudes. They're really physical, really good there. I was impressed by them. I was on Kansas. I I thought they'd show up. They did not. They, they just got, got right out. Right for off the jump. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, Texas Tech never gave them a chance. Yeah. It was just an absolute pummeling. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to think what my third game was. Oh, yeah. I got beat by half point. Wake Forest. That was great. Brutal. All right, 1245. Uh, the keyword this hour again was pay, pay at kxno.com. Speaking of picks, Trent will make some more when we come back. Is it all college hoops tonight on the schedule? We do have an NBA game in there. All right, that's next. Circus Sports sponsors Miller & Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.